0: It's a family fair, in case you didn't know that. Well, uh, welcome to each and every one of you. Good afternoon, good evening, however you decide, four, four o'clock is for you. Um, and a joyous Merry Christmas Eve to each and every one of you. It's a special pleasure to have all of you here with us, especially uh, if you're visiting with us, if you're family, if you're friends, if this is your first time here. If it is, I'm Pastor Glenn Wooster. I'm the pastor here at uh, Peace Lutheran Church, and I'm happy that you are all joining us. If you're watching online, thank you for joining us as well. Um, so this is our Christmas Eve candlelight service, so hopefully all of you are able to get candles for when that time comes later on in the service. If not, there's just some right outside those doors. Um, You can grab them. There's even battery-operated ones for the little ones that you don't want to trust with a real flame. as we uh, as we think about christmas and what it means for us today we're going to be looking at the meaning of what does it mean that love came down for us um, and so we'll explore that through a number of, of readings looking at uh, the birth of our savior and uh, and a few messages as well so um, we'll think about the the greatest gift that's ever been given certainly this is a great gift that i've received in my life but uh, but certainly the greatest gift is uh, is jesus christ our savior and so that's wh- why we gather what we focus on today all right so you can head, head back to your seats, sweetheart. And, uh, and as we begin our time, our Christmas Eve worship service, I'd invite all of you to rise if you're able. And You're welcome to follow along um, on the screen. Your responses are in yellow. We begin this Christmas worship in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Most loving Father, thank you for this night, for it is different from all other nights. Thank you for the hope you bestow, the the peace you bring, the love you pour out, and the joy you give through the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. We light the candles of hope, peace, joy, and love this Christmas Eve to remind us of God's gifts to us through Jesus Christ The light of the world. Come, Lord Jesus, into our hearts, into our church, into our world. Amen. We light the Christ candle to remind us that the light of the world was born this night. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Let us pray. Almighty God, in choosing the Virgin Mary to be the mother of your Son, you made known your gracious regard for the poor and the lowly. Grant us grace to receive your word in humility, and so to be made one with your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. This we ask in your most holy name. Amen. You may be seated.
1: Good afternoon. The first reading is from Luke chapter 1. In the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary and he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying, And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her.
0: See Amid the Winter Snow, hymn 373, or on the screen for you. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I don't know about you, but this day is like no other. I mean, take a look around. Brothers and sisters in Christ gather together to celebrate the greatest gift ever given. It's Jesus. And he is love coming down for us. God is love. And Jesus is God, and he came for each and every single one of you. And so this day is about him. But it's also about you. Because if it weren't for people like you and people like me, he would have never had to come. He could have stayed enthroned in heaven, but he didn't. And it's because of his great love for you that he came. It's why so many people come to church on Christmas Eve. It's the most well-attended day of the year for many churches. It's the moment we hear God's big, I love you. And he says it by sending the greatest gift. And we celebrate the gift of Christ by giving gifts at Christmas. I mean, maybe you have other reasons for giving gifts, but it's all based on the true meaning of Christmas. The real gift of Christmas. It's a reminder of all of the blessings that we have been given by God, and so we are in turn able to bless one another. And Jesus, born of the Virgin Mary, who probably didn't believe her ears or her eyes as the angel Gabriel told her what was about to happen, even though it was good news, and she said, Let it be according to your word. Let it be according to God's word. And it is. And that's why we're here. But you won't be here all night. You haven't been here all day. And you won't be here all Christmas day either. You'll gather together, God willing, with family, with friends. Maybe some of them are with you now. Maybe Some of you are alone, or you will be alone. Now, we know you're never alone. God is always with you. I know that doesn't make it any easier, but that also doesn't mean it's not true. For many of you, you'll gather, and you'll give and receive gifts. And so you wrap those presents nice and neat, or you have someone else wrap them depending on your skill level. And then it's the process of figuring out which gift to open first. Any of you do this? Right? You try to figure out which one is the best gift, and then you either open it first or you open it last. So we have a little bit of that today for you. So I have two gifts here that you can see. One large and one small. I'd like for you to choose which gift we open. The big or the small? Okay, show of hands, who would like the large one? All right, who of you would like the small one? All right, the smalls have it. It's a good thing. (laughs) Now, they often say that great things come in small packages. I know you probably really can't tell what it is, but I'll open it. It's actually, possibly something some of you, if many of you, maybe even received as a gift when maybe you were a child. And it is a slinky. Any of you ever see that as a Christmas gift? All right, look at that. I mean, you know, slinkies are, they're fun, they're classic. Just that noise. Right. It's all that, it's all that nostalgia coming together. You take it, you know, it's the test, right? How can it do on the stairs? All right, you know, and then of course, you know, if it fails, you're like, ah, right? But if it makes it all the way down the stairs, right, it should be a loud cheer. So we'll see. All right. These are a little wider than normal, okay? Just saying. Let's we'll try it one more time. Okay. It's close. <laughs> but when you think about something like a Slinky, right? It's just it's just a good solid toy on a great wonderful day. Christmas. Let us pray. Almighty God, your promise is revealed to us in Jesus Christ, Son of God and Son of David. Help us in preparing to celebrate his birth, to make our hearts ready, and to place our hope in you. Help us today and every day to worship you, to hear your word, and to do your will by sharing your hope with others. We ask this in the name of the one who was born in Bethlehem, Amen. We again hear from God's word.
1: The second reading is from Matthew chapter 1. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit.
0: We sing, he has come for us, God rest ye merry gentlemen. Slinky, a good, solid toy that likes to do certain things, likes to try to go downstairs sometimes, but it also doesn't like to do certain things. You ever tried to see how far a Slinky can stretch out? You want to try today? I know you do. I need someone to hold on to it for me. Okay, we're going to see it. How far do you think you can stretch, huh? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> Not bad. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Right. Okay. Now, what happens though? is if you stretch it too far, it doesn't go back to normal. Now you know. The metal bends, and now it doesn't work like it's supposed to. It's still a slinky, but it's no longer the same. And now what happens? Do you still play with it after you get it like this? Do you try and fix it? Or do you just throw it out? The Christmas gift that had one good day of use. Not even a day. (laughs) And maybe, you know, you have toys like that that you no longer touch. It's lost its value. Like as soon as you drive a new car off a lot, right? It loses its value a stretched slinky isn't useful for much. I mean, unless you try something. Maybe you pick it back up, try to play with it again. Maybe you can wrap it around things. Make a belt, I don't know. But because it's not like it used to be, you have to use it in a different way. I mean, it's not really going to go down the stairs, at least not like a slinky should. You twist it. You tangle it. I mean, and since it's already like it not came out of the box, or it's not like it came out right out of the box anymore, you might as well make use of it however you can. Until? I mean, at some point it's no longer fun. When you look at the story of Jesus, Joseph, he wasn't having a whole lot of fun when he found out that Mary was pregnant and it wasn't his child. Because the last time he had checked, she was a virgin. So he sought to divorce her quietly, since betrothal in those days was as good as being married. He loved her. He wanted to treat her fairly. And then the angel visits Joseph. And he tells them this good news, that what's in Mary's womb is conceived by the Holy Spirit. And he will be called Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And he'll also be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. And so he is. Love came down. But why did he have to come? It's because we're like this slinky. We're not perfect. We're full of sin. Sin that we're born with. That has been passed down to us from our parents. All the way from our original parents, Adam and Eve. When they first sinned in the garden and ate the fruit, God told them not to eat. And our sins deserve punishment. Our sins deserve death. We deserve death. We deserve hell. And so Jesus Christ, love, came down for us so that we would not suffer death. So that we would not suffer hell. But that we would be saved from our sins as the name Jesus tells us. That is why he came. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, light of the world, the prophet said you would bring, bring peace and save your people from suffering. Give peace in our hearts this Christmas. We ask that as we await for you to come again, that you would remain present with us. Help us today and every day to worship you to hear your word, and to do your will by sharing your peace with each other. We ask it in the name of the one who was born in Bethlehem. Amen. We hear from God's word.
1: The third reading is from Luke chapter 1. In those days Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her home. This is the word of the Lord.
0: We sing Mary's Little Boy Child. even though we can understand why Jesus came for us, for our sins, to rescue us from death and hell, it doesn't mean that everybody knows and believes it. It doesn't mean that everybody sees Jesus as God, sees Jesus as love, come down for us, sees Jesus as the Savior of the world. I mean, take Mary visiting Elizabeth. Elizabeth knew. She told Mary, You are blessed, and the fruit of your womb is blessed. And then Mary has her Magnificat. Mary knew. I mean, sometimes we question as to whether or not she knew. Maybe she didn't know all of the details of everything that was going to happen in Jesus' life, but she knew. She heard the angel's words. The Holy Spirit was in her. She believed. Sometimes in life, we don't know. We don't know all of the details of everything that's going to happen. We don't always understand. The same goes for people. We don't know all of the things that people are going through. I mean, you can take a look around. Familiar faces, unfamiliar faces here to you. They may look on the outside, okay. You might be able to put on a good happy face. But maybe on the inside, it's a mess. Maybe some of you aren't very good at putting on a happy face. And that's okay too. And we've all come here today from different places, different walks, different stories, Different pains, different struggles, different everything. None of us are the same, but we are all here. Maybe you've come today and you're like the slinky. You're not perfect, you've been stretched beyond your limits, you're damaged. You don't even look anymore like you were created. You're all twisted, tangled. Maybe you're wrestling with your faith. Maybe you're struggling because you're not sure if you know what God wants for you in your life. Maybe you're confused as to what you actually believe. Maybe you feel empty inside. Christmas can be tough. Because maybe you're mourning the loss of a spouse. The loss of a child. The loss of a sibling. The loss of a parent. The loss of a friend. Anything, really. I mean, maybe this is the first Christmas without that person. And that first Christmas is a big change. Maybe this is the 50th christmas of a big change and it still feels the same you're tired you can't go on anymore the good news of great joy is that you are like mary whether you know it or not you are blessed and that's because there is a place for you here at this manger there is a place where you can find rest Maybe you won't be like Jesus, sleep in heavenly peace. But you can certainly find peace in him. Because it's that tiny baby who has come for you. He has come to make all things new. And so whatever you have today, come and lay it at his feet. Come and lay yourself down before him because he laid down his life for you. Let's pray. Thank you, God, for the joy you give us. We ask that as we wait for all your promises to come true and for Christ to come again, that you would remain present with us. Help us today and every day to worship you, to hear your word, and to do your will by sharing your joy with each other. We ask it in the name of the one who was born in Bethlehem. Amen. We hear from God's word.
2: The fourth reading is taken from the book of Luke, chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus, And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn.
0: I'd invite you to rise if you're able as we sing, oh come all ye faithful. You may be seated. All of us probably have different memories of Christmas, different experiences, different things that fill our mind during this time of the year. Some of them are good jolly. And some of them are not full of glad tidings of great joy. Sometimes Christmases can be hard, make you feel empty. And sometimes Christmases aren't fun because Christmas can be messy. When we talk about those empty feelings, we often talk about loss. And I can't celebrate a Christmas Eve without Thinking about a funeral I attended on Christmas Eve from the congregation that I first served. It was the funeral of a 49 year old husband and father of three who had passed away after a battle with cancer. I can remember sitting at the graveside in the snow on cold metal seats, mourning the loss of a brother in Christ and a friend. When we talk about being stretched, sometimes being stretched isn't our choice. Take any split household. Parents have divorced. Children are left going to multiple houses, multiple celebrations during this time. Sometimes they want to, and sometimes they don't want to. I also can't celebrate a Christmas Eve without thinking about my dad. I used to dread Christmas Eve when I was younger. Because after my parents divorced, I always had to spend Christmas Eve with my dad. Now that was the traditional day that we had spent with his family anyway. But now it was without my mom. And now it felt much more forced than it had in years past. And partially I dreaded it, because I really didn't feel like he knew me. Or he knew me from the things that I used to like when I was eight. And so the gifts I received were never things that I wanted, never things that I asked for, and were more suited for that eight-year-old. One year after the divorce, he got me a dinosaur clock with my name on it. Now, can you imagine a 15, 16-year-old getting a cartoony plastic dinosaur with their name on it? Here's the thing, though. As a 15, 16-year-old who is pissed off about a divorce and can sit here and tell you that I felt like my dad didn't know me because, sure, I used to like dinosaurs when I was eight the 41-year-old that stands before you today can reflect on things much better and can stand here and tell you that I probably didn't give my dad a chance to know me. And that's not something that I can ever change. And it's not something I can ever take back. So yeah, that clock didn't last very long. I mean, it'd be something if I still had it today and could show it to you but that clock is long gone. And so is my dad. And sometimes all we have left are the memories. Sometimes those memories aren't fun. What do we do with that? Where's the good news of great joy that the angels sang about in that? I'll tell you where it is. It's in the manger. And that's why tonight, this is where we come. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for revealing yourself through Jesus. And we praise you for the greatness of your love. Love that came down for us. Help us today and every day to worship you, to hear your word, and to do your will by sharing your love with each other. We ask it in the name of the one who was born in Bethlehem. Amen. We hear from God's word.
2: The fifth reading is taken from the book of Luke, chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them.
0: At this time, we will gather our offering. And when we think about an offering, it's, it's our response to God, giving thanks to him for all of the things that he has blessed us with. And so we give a portion back to him in thanks. And so if you're visiting with us, please feel, do not feel obligated at all to give um, We give out of the goodness of our heart. God loves a cheerful giver. Um, And so we are blessed to be able to give in return. But again, please don't feel the need to contribute. As we do, we sing, God loves me dearly. We come today stretched, tangled, messy, bent, empty, imperfect. We're never going to fit in this box properly ever again. So what do we do? We lay it at the foot of the manger. We lay it at the feet of baby Jesus. We lay it at the greatest gift ever given. The greatest gift that we can ever receive. Because he is love come down. And love, what it does is it takes him from the manger to the cross. And if you weren't here this morning... It's okay, I forgive you. But uh, in our children's chat this morning, I used this example to kind of show you that if you kind of look at it closely, kind of looks like what? A manger. Very good, you guys passed the test. But when we think about this manger, the manger reminds us that God's love is found in the manger. But his love for us is also found in the cross. And so we go from the manger to the cross. That's where God makes his love known for us. From the wooden manger to the wooden cross. And it's there on that cross that Jesus died. And then he was laid in an empty grave. And when the women came to prepare Jesus' body, his body was no longer there. Because the grave cannot hold the sinless, perfect Son of God. It cannot hold the Savior who came to save his people from their sins. And his death on the cross did exactly that. He conquered the grave and with that gives us the promise that we will conquer the grave too. That our life does not end in death. For all who believe our life ends in heaven, in paradise, with eternal life. And so today and every day, we come to Jesus. We're reminded of his birth. We're reminded of his death on the cross. And the cross is empty. And the tomb is empty because he is alive. And we're reminded that he is the greatest gift that's ever been given. It's a good thing you chose a small box, eh? (laughs) He is the gift that was first proclaimed to the shepherds who go and see the baby and their lives are changed forever. Their lives are made whole. The shepherds, who many saw as dirty, lowly, smelly, worthless people, are the first to hear the good news of great joy that's proclaimed by the angels. Because Jesus came for all people, even those who others consider worthless. No one is worthless. And the shepherds, they then go and tell others what they had seen. And then the lives of others by faith are also made whole. Love came down for the shepherds. Love came down for those who the shepherds told the good news about. Love came down for me. And love came down for you. And love came down for all those that we share this good news of great joy with. And so as we come today, as we come with all of our stuff With all of our burdens, with all of our issues, all of our sins, all of our struggles, we give them to Jesus. Jesus, who was born to die, who died to bring us forgiveness. And in his death, he shows us just how much we're worth. You are worth the cost of his life. He who took hell to give us heaven. Who rose to make the imperfect perfect. Who rose to make the broken whole. And through Jesus' death and resurrection, he takes you. This is you. And he makes you his own. And he does this through the words of absolution. He does that in your baptism. He does it through the Holy Spirit calling you to faith. He does that through his word, the Bible. He does that through his supper, giving you his body and his blood, giving you himself. And Jesus clothes you with himself. He covers your sins. He cleanses you. He restores you. He puts his perfection, his holiness, his righteousness on you. And by doing that, Jesus makes you whole. And maybe you'll never be fully perfect on this earth. Not until Jesus calls you home. But he does make you just like him. And so every time you gather, you gather together around his word, you gather in his name, you gather at his altar, you gather at his supper, you gather in his church. He gives you himself. And he gives you a taste of what is yet to come. Perfect. Whole. Holy. Glorified. Just like him. And then what Jesus does is he uses you. You who were once stretched, tangled, a mess, now made whole again. Is used by the light of the world. The light who shines in the darkness. He uses you to shine in the lives of others. And through you, through his work in you, they too will be made whole. Just like you. Just like him. He is love that came down for me. He is love that came down for you. And his love for you will never end. And that is the gift that keeps on giving. Amen. And now, the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds this Christmas. Amen. I invite you to rise if you're able. Let us pray. Holy Lord, you come as a tiny, fragile baby, yet we know that you are Emmanuel. You are God and you are with us. You are with us as we gather in worship. You are with us as we hear your word. You are with us in the absolution. You are with us in the waters of baptism. You are with us in your supper. You are with us here in this church. You are with us in the means of grace to give us forgiveness, life, and salvation. Help us always remember that you are the light of the world and that if we follow you, we will never walk in darkness, but we will have the true light of life. And as you are love, come down, come again and bring us to your eternal home where there is no more pain, mourning, suffering, and death, but only light and life. We pray this in your most holy name and as you have taught us to pray. And we confess our faith in the words of the Christmas Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of all things, who sent his Son as my Savior. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, announced by angels, worshipped by the shepherds, adored by the wise men, who live to suffer, die, and rise again, to free us from sin, death, and the power of the devil. I believe in the Holy Spirit, who has brought me to faith in the Christ, and by whose continuous work in my heart I am ever led to lay before the feet of Christ my worship, my life, my love, to live under him as my king, both now and forevermore. Amen. As we light our candles, we're reminded that once we were in darkness, but now the light of the world, who became flesh and lived among us, has come into our lives. As the light spreads, we remember that God has dispelled darkness forever out of love for the world through the birth of Jesus Christ, the light of the world. The true light that enlightens all has come into the world. The light shines on in the darkness and the darkness has never been able to put it out. and the darkness has not overcome it. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. No. has given us the greatest gift ever. He has shared his love and himself with us in the person of Jesus who shared himself with us in loving us and giving himself for us. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. The angel sang the good news of great joy that is for all people. Go and share this gift with them. The good news of great joy that is for all people. Joy to the world, the Lord is come cradle christ in your hearts bow in the presence of the holy child and return to your homes with praise on your lips and joy in your souls jesus christ wonderful counselor grant you wisdom jesus christ mighty god establish and uphold you in righteousness jesus christ prince of peace sustain you in love god the father god the son Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and God the Holy Spirit, who has given you the greatest gift ever, be with you now and forever. Amen. seated. Again, thank each and every one of you for joining us on this wonderful Christmas Eve. Uh, You're welcome to stick around if you want for another service, six o'clock. Now you you know all my tricks, right? Uh, You're also welcome to come back tomorrow, Christmas day, 11 a.m. with uh, Holy Communion as well. We'd love to see you. Um, And again, thank you all for joining us. We hope that you have a blessed Christmas, And we hope to see you again real soon. Take care. God bless. We'll see you in the back. Thank you to everybody that helped. Praise band. Thank you, everybody.